All right, and we are back with another episode of the MILF Minor League Fantasy Podcast for week three here. Uh, this is Justin, joined by Robbie. Hello. And Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, did you say something? <laughs> I can't tell if he's fucking with us. <laughs> I would never. Uh, okay, so we will start with the uh, major news and injuries. Starting with the uh, the big ones, the quarterback news. We got Big Ben with an elbow injury. It's going to require surgery. He'll be out for the rest of the season. And Drew Brees with a torn ligament in his throwing thumb, which is how it was listed, which made me laugh. Uh, it says he's likely out six weeks. Uh, so what do you guys think that does for their uh, respective teams uh, and those players in fantasy? This is more so uh, what it means for the players – on those teams yeah. because quarterbacks are just guys, especially those two this year. Yeah. Like how, how's Juju going to do? How's Michael Thomas, Camara, James Conner, all those guys going to do? Yeah. Um, hard to tell when new quarterbacks come in, how it's going to go. They usually find their guy. Hopefully the talent wins out though, and nobody's too affected by it. I think I'm going to predict that Saints guys take a much bigger hit than uh, Steelers guys do. I can see that. Watching the way that Big Ben kind of just threw some of the balls in the air and prayed this weekend before he went out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you, you can see how that might be a bigger hit on that team. Uh, another quarterback, not super fantasy relevant, because I don't think anyone was playing Trevor Simeon this weekend. But uh, the Jets' backup quarterback, Trevor Simeon, had an ankle injury that brought out Luke Falk, who'd been <laughs> on the practice squad the day before. And uh, I just kept hoping something minor would happen to Falk so we could have seen emergency quarterback Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) (laughs) They'd have just run Wildcat the whole time. Bell was the only good part of the offense. Well, seriously, between between him and uh, Ty Montgomery, they could have swung it. I I, I actually would have loved to see that happen, though. Just watch that play out in an NFL game. All right, uh, then we got Alshon Jeffrey with a calf strain. Uh, This is not major, but he's got two games in 10 days, so it's kind of questionable for that coming up. Uh, Devin Singletary with a hamstring injury, considered day-to-day. And then just I had a note in here about uh, uh, Giants announcing, you know, we we might actually talk about not starting Eli Manning. And then they, they announced Daniel Jones as the starting quarterback for week three. So the mouth breather is officially out. <laughs> Poor guy. And replaced with his exact replica. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any uh, any other news or injuries you want to hit? Uh, yeah, a couple. Cool. Uh, Chiefs backfield, both of them got hurt. LaShawn and Damian. But I haven't heard anything about them. I'm not sure about you guys. Yeah, I haven't seen anything updated as of today. Me either. Um, David Njoku broke his back spinal. That's not true. He did fall on his neck. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about that. I think it he's. Did, it didn't look great, but I mean, the fact that he walked off in the end must mean that they didn't have any initial thoughts of anything too serious. Yeah, uh, a couple more actually big ones. I think 
Deshaun Jackson is out for two weeks at least. Yeah, I had him yeah. starting in one of my leagues. And then uh, Michael Gallup with a knee injury is out two to four weeks. Yep, and I have him starting in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, just a ton of injuries the first couple weeks this year. Oh, and then I can't believe you bypassed this. Antonio Brown, <laughs> another sexual assault allegation, and he's being sued by a Pittsburgh-area doctor because he owes him over $11,000 and apparently repeatedly farted in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and that reminds me, he uh, w- when the media got into the locker room, his stuff and nameplate were already gone which I guess is against the regulations from the NFL, where there's supposed to be a grace period where the media has to be able to get in there and have access to that and see that. And uh, so he was avoiding the media this weekend, and there could be fines and stuff associated with that. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking killing it. Jesus Christ, how could we forget about him? <laughs> I think I just blocked him from my... <laughs> from all thought oh uh fucking uh Minshew, the legend of Minshew. <laughs> i have a little something about him have you guys heard about his pregame ritual no. uh no go on okay so i just heard this tonight apparently you know that this is the way he lets his dick swing he's big dick swing and he likes going you know pregame he likes doing his full stretch routine with media with teammates, with everyone in there, he does a full body stretch and nothing but a jock strap. Bruh, I would give a nut to have his confidence. I mean, what what else do you expect from white Cam Newton? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully Minshew doesn't ever dress like Cam's been dressing this season. I like it. Okay, we will move on into uh, week two recap. We will start with uh, Justin versus Noel. I won 125.36 to Noel's 117.32. Any thoughts about that, Robbie? Uh, yeah. Um, looked like uh, Watkins had a quiet day. And uh, how much longer does A.B. play? Your team might take a little hit there. But (laughs) Godwin and Boyd, target hogs, they combined for 48-plus points. They were real good for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have – let's see. You have Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I was wondering about the trickle-down effect for Kamara like we talked about earlier. How's that going to affect him with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback from here on? Uh I think – I think he is going to be the one that is hurt most by Breeze not being there because I think defenses can afford to stack the box a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like it, it's going to be a lot more feed Kamara like uh, than than it usually would be, and it's going to be a lot easier to stop Kamara when you know that that's going to be the game plan. On the flip side, on uh, Noel's team, I mean, where where is Eckler getting – where was he getting drafted? for our league. Uh, I guess where did he draft? Was it about 5 6 something yeah, like that? Somewhere around, around there. there yeah. I mean, he he is turning up to be value-wise, I would imagine the best pick in the draft right now so far. He's so good. Yeah, uh Breeze absolutely killed Noel this week. It would have mm-hmm. been completely different had Breeze not 
torn his thumb. He almost got a full point. <laughs> I have a uh, Noel got screwed by Breeze and uh, last week's Golden Boy TJ Hawkinson. Breeze with zero point five two, Hawkinson with one point seven zero. And I said if yeah. Drew Breeze would have had just a nine point game, Noel would have won. Hmm. I I thought it was closer than it had any right to be. <laughs> yeah, Hawk came back down to earth a little bit more what we should expect for the future. That being said, I still think he'll be boom or bust the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to Robbie versus Phil. Robbie won 130.08 to Phil's 127.20. Yeah. You got a win there, Robbie. <laughs> I did. Didn't expect it with Tyreek being out. Did it feel good? Yeah, it did. I, uh, that Man- Manuel Sanders coming up big with 28.80 points. He's back, baby. That makes him the number three wide receiver in PPR this season so far. That's crazy. Dude, that's amazing. I think he was number one for the week, too. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson's carrying me. He might be uh, like this season's version of Pat Mahomes without the five touchdowns a game. Yeah, he, he's been a monster so far this season. Uh, I think quarterback one, I think obviously. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's how sustainable is that production. Yeah, he has played two bad defenses the first two weeks. Hopefully it keeps up. I have a Phil took double goose eggs from Jimmy Graham and DJX, then lost by less than three points. I mean, that's a pretty good point total for having two goose eggs. Yeah, 127.2 for two goose eggs is pretty good. I mean, I don't think I've scored that yet. <laughs> his, uh, his, big boys, his big boys did well for him. Both of the Browns showed out. I got real worried there yesterday. I'm glad they were up by so much in the fourth quarter and didn't really need them. All right, so, Robbie, did you see the 80-yard Odell Beckham touchdown? Did you watch that live? Uh, I did see it live, and I texted Phil immediately. <laughs> Butthole clinch. Uh, yeah, I thought I had it in the bag because he still needed a shit ton of points, but he knocked out, like, 15 points on the one play. It was crazy. Oh, how, how have we not talked about this yet, Justin? Your favorite player. My favorite player. On Robbie's bench. Oh, CJ Anderson? <laughs> Did you guys see that? He got cut today. He got cut today. We didn't even think to talk about it in the news section. Sure Five be, carries, eight yards. Yep. I'll be playing for like a Subway coupon or some shit for somebody. <laughs> God, I hate him. Okay. <laughs> um, the, you talking about butthole clench during the Browns game last night. I had uh, in the MILF, uh, I was done. Noel had Le'Veon Bell. And then in Robbie's League, the DSL, uh, Pat, my opponent, was done. I had Le'Veon Bell. So last night, I needed Le'Veon Bell to score. I think it was like over 19 points, but not score over 29 points. So I needed Perfect. him to be in that sweet spot. He did it for me. I pulled out both wins. It was a good night. That's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, moving forward to the next game. We got Ryan versus Kendra. Ryan won with 146.04 versus Kendra's 130.90. It's a pretty high point total there, Ryan. That is uh, – he's been chugging along pretty good. 
Uh, even Kendra had a pretty high point total. It's unfortunate she went up against uh, Ryan this week. Yes. <laughs> I, I got to say, I've not been a Calvin Ridley believer, um, but I did catch some of that game. He was looking pretty solid. I uh, Looking at Ryan's bench depth, because I was like, that's a pretty good point total. And then uh, realized that after Adrian Peterson, who had 11.20, uh, Ryan's bench scored 3.3, 2.4, 2.7, 1.2, 6, and 0 from uh, Geis, who's on the IR. So his average points from bench was 3.20. That's including the Adrian Peterson factored in. <laughs> yeah, for for reference, a... Kendra's team, who he beat by 16 points, her average points from bench was 10.93. Yeah, Raheem Mostert would have helped her over Ryan Switzer for sure. She would have won. Yeah. But who, who would have thought to play Mostert? I I mean, she played Switzer. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's a situation. If you're, <laughs> that's a coin flip. That being I, said, I think he's their punt returner, so maybe she was thinking that, that direction. Yeah. And honestly, week one would have is an anomaly for the Bengals, but given last year and – this past week, I would say play anyone against the Bengals, running-wise at least. Yeah. I'm looking at the stands right now. So Ryan, with that performance, uh, found himself firmly in second place in the league. Uh, he His team has been putting up a lot of points. I think it's just going to become an issue once the bye weeks start. Yeah, his bench does look like doo-doo. He needs to work the waiver wire real hard. Real hard. He sent me today he was trying to trade uh, – this is insider trading information here. He was trying to trade Juice for Melvin Gordon, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason anyone would do that." <laughs> <laughs> last I heard, Melvin might show up. Melvin Gordon might show up mid-season. Is that the last you guys have heard? Uh, I, I haven't heard anything. Neither have I. It was one of those pointless sleeper notifications where it's like. Maybe he'll show up mid-season. It's like, all right, thanks for literally nothing moves. And then you see the comments like, comments are moving so fast, people won't see. My wife left me. <laughs> okay, moving forward to Bieber versus Tom. Bieber won with 128.32 against Tom's 102.86. Mm, easy to call again. I think Tom's going to lose by double digits all year long. <laughs> you just hate Tom's team. I do. I think it sucks. <laughs> I'm surprised at how many points Tom Brady got. Even with C-Mac held the 7.30 points, Bieber just ran away with this one. Yeah, he got a lot of help from Cooper Cup, Tyrell Williams, who still looks really good. He should have had a bigger day. He started with a touchdown on the first drive and then didn't really do much after. Going back to uh, – so after this week – um, for Tom's team, which just doesn't look that good, uh, McLaurin <laughs> is the number 12 wide receiver for PPR. Brady, who we talked about last week, Tom snaked late, is the number four quarterback for fantasy currently. And uh, Devontae Adams, who was his first-round pick, is currently the number 39 wide receiver in PPR. He had a decent week, though, didn't he? He had a better yeah. week than last week. Back to normal, yeah. Had over 100 yards. Didn't catch a touchdown, though. He hasn't caught one this season so far. 
I'm sure during the week three preview, we will hear uh, how Tom's going to lose by double digits again. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving to Caleb versus Bain. Our little baby boy Caleb won with 118.8 versus Bain's 112.32. And Go, uh, Papa. You know, I wish I was here last week to stand up for myself after the week one misery. But if I was there for the last episode, I would have said, you know, don't overreact. You know, you guys you were hating on me. You gave me the number one pick or number one draft overall, and then you're shitting on me when I'm not there <laughs> to defend myself. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Exactly. With that being said, I'm still not thrilled. Like 118 <laughs> is not a good point total. <laughs> Didn't you hear us though? Last week we were both saying don't overreact your week one. We were just having a little fun at your expense. Shut up. Okay. So uh, Bain, uh, with his the the size of the hard on that he had for Duke Johnson this year, uh, you think that value is dropping a little bit? It seems like it's clearly Carlos Hyde's backfield now. Yeah, he's doing well. Yep, Carlos Hyde is Lamar Miller. And I think they, I'd heard that they were talking worked into the passing game, which I think would hurt Duke Johnson even more. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know. Did you either of you guys watch that game? No. It was so boring. So it was super weird. It was like like the Texans were basically like they like they just didn't throw the ball. They just kind of figured if we put some points on the board, we know that Jacksonville won't. So they're not they weren't too worried about pushing it. <laughs> it was an odd game. I had uh, notes here. It's nice to see a bounce back week for Aaron Jones after his lackluster week one performance for Bain. That's what happens when you feed Aaron Jones. He had 27 touches. Got tight. And then uh, I had a note here the Caleb's two highest performing wide receivers were on his bench DJ Chark and Debo Samuel. And who the fuck are they? <laughs> we talked about them last week. <laughs> I'm happy to see Debo Samuel doing well. I, that was a late pick for me, hoping that that would pan out. And Pettis doesn't seem to be getting any work, so that might be a, uh, a future. Pettis is an easy drop. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> At least, uh, you know, DJ Chark, this is the second week in a row he's performed really well. So with Gallup out, you might have some options there with Debo, Chark, and then Sanu's always steady. I mean, right. he's third string, but he's I've steady. Got, I've got Sanu in there right now, but – uh, depending on waiver wire moves, because I'm telling you right now, I'm dropping Higgins. So we'll see what I can what I can do. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Vance uh, caught both touchdowns from Mason Rudolph. Right. I'm curious to see how that goes, how that connection builds going forward. Yeah. Less experienced QBs tend to target that tight end, so that could be a very uh, valuable commodity there. Yeah, that's why I drafted them there. <laughs> Okay, moving on to the last game of week two, which I think is the, the game of the week. Scott just trouncing all over Kyle, 136.16 to 89.96. It wasn't just me. See, Scott <laughs> Scott isn't good. He has this uncanny ability of making his opponent shit. <laughs> Scott's starting off strong right now at 0-2. Uh, third place after two weeks. Uh, I like last night. 
he messaged in the sleeper app uh, how them dicks taste. <laughs> so then Kyle responded, if you can name one player on your team and name the team they play for, I'll give you $20. And Scott messaged back, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Scott's team in a nutshell. He, he doesn't have any idea what the fuck he's doing, but he's doing it very well. He's having a great time. I mean, he purposefully sat Aaron Rodgers for Dak Prescott, so he he made moves at least, yeah. but he doesn't remember doing it. Dak is crushing so far this season. He's the number two quarterback right now in fantasy. Um, I love Dalvin Cook. He's the number two running back for PPR. And Mark Andrews that I wanted to get everywhere, number one tight end in PPR right now. Scott's team is just really good. <laughs> Yeah, his flex is a little wonky, it looks like. But if his starting and if his main guys keep it up, he'll be unfortunately hard to beat. Yeah, that, that bench, though. We got Lamar Miller still on there. And why? <laughs> Kareem Hunt, which, you know, say what you will. I wouldn't have him on the roster at any point right now. I, I might think about picking him up later. But uh, Funches, he was, he's on IR, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And then Hunter Henry. So that's one, two, three, four guys that aren't looking to play anytime soon. That reminds me of an interesting little tidbit here. We talked earlier about uh, Ryan's shallow bench with Ryan having a 3.2 average points per bench slot. Uh, he had Juice uh, or Geis on IR there. Uh, so one player on IR, he had 3.2 points per bench slot. Scott here with four players that aren't counting that we just went through has a 5.31 points per bench slot. (laughs) Or if you factor out the quarterback, he has a 3.8 points per bench slot 0.6 higher than, uh, than Ryan with three additional players, not counting towards that. How them dicks taste Ryan. (laughs) I thought that was, that was super interesting because Scott has like, like two players on his bench. That are viable players. Yeah, it looks like Rashad Penny might uh, be getting more run here because Carson has had some fumbling issues the first couple games. Mm-hmm. He's got a case of the fumbles. Yeah. Uh, and it's like Kyle's team doesn't look bad. It's just a shitty week. Yeah, his his Texans didn't perform perform well, and Alshon got hurt before he put up a point. Yeah. And then Kittle, uh, I watched. I watched that game as a poor, sad sack of. Kittle actually had a phenomenal game. Like he was, from a football standpoint, not necessarily from a fantasy standpoint. Like, just the run game was working, and he was out there manhandling. Oh yeah, blocks. It was. It was kind of crazy. I was watching that game with Bieber, Um, and he had Kittle in the other league. And we were talking about, like, all this stuff that Kittle was doing that wasn't translating to fantasy points. (laughs) Like, just just manhandling dudes, moving them, like, 14 yards. uh, And just selling out 100% every single fucking down. (laughs) Like, like he had blocks that should have been worth fantasy points. Yeah, that's what we, we were talking about. All right, now we will transition into a segment we call Best of the Bench, where we put together the best lineup we can using only players from uh, MILF team's benches. And uh, this week, the bench team came up a little short compared to last week. 
we'll see uh, how they stack up against the actual players. So at quarterback, we have Russell Wilson, 24.2 points from Kyle's team. Wide receivers, McCole. How do you say McCole Hardman? How the fuck is that guy's name? McCole. Yeah, that's McCole. Right. I was going to say Meckley. Meckley Hardman, 19.9 points from Noel's team. Debo Samuel from Bain's team. Oh, from My Caleb's team. team. That's a shame. I thought we just talked about it on your team. Debo Samuel, 20.40 points from Caleb's team. Running backs, we got Peyton Barber with 15.90 points from Tom's team. Ew. Raheem Mostert with 24.10 points from Kendra's team. Raheem must start while Tevin Coleman's out. <laughs> Tight end, Greg Olson, 17 points from Bieber's team. Then our three flexes, we have uh, Christian Kirk, 17.4 points from my team. Rashad Penny, 15.8 points from Scott's team. And DJ Chark with 18.5 points from Caleb's team. That brings the total points for the best of the bench squad this week to 173.20 points. Not as high as last week, right? No, last week we were at 240. Yeah. So the the highest score in the league this week was Ryan with 146.04. So Ryan loses against the best of the bench team by almost 30 points. So the best of the bench team continues their march to, towards an undefeated season. That makes me so mad. Why? I don't know, and I can't verbalize it, but I want, I want more for one of us to beat the bench team than for me to do well this <laughs> season. Well, I'm thinking like I know that the bench team last week was like 240 points. And I think they beat Noel by 70 points. So I feel like Noel had to have like 170 points last week, right? Right. So that still beats like this week we had 176. Yeah, 173. So like last week, Noel's total would have been close to this week's best of the bench team. We got to do it once. Once. Somebody. We need to trade together, make a super team, just beat that fucking bench. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Noel had 175, and Bieber had 163. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Everybody drop their six bench players, and we'll have a free-for-all after next week, but at least we'll win. Dude, imagine a league where at the end of, like, uh, when waivers cleared – I don't even know if you'd use waivers. Just at, like, Tuesday morning or whatever, Wednesday morning, everybody's benches dropped. You only kept the players that you had on your lineup. Oh, That's pretty God. wild. Next year, MILF. Okay, we'll move into the week three previews now. We will start with uh, Justin. And I can actually look at the the live projections here. They've changed a little bit uh, since I was looking earlier. So I see uh, Justin versus Bieber. I show uh, 141. Looks like 141 versus 139. I was going to use my notes here, and then I'll look at the, pr- the percentages. That Okay, so they projected Justin 141.31 versus Bieber 140.17. And now it's showing us with a 50-50 chance here. Yeah, this is the scoring bonanza of the week. Just looking at your guys' lineups, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I saw that it was the two highest projected teams for week three. 
if I had to, if you twist my arm and make me pick one, I'm going to go with Ryan just because of what I think uh, Bree's absence does to Kamara. Uh-huh. And um, really, that's it. Because Antonio Brown has a factor, too. I don't know if he is, one, sustainable, and two, even going to play. I, I think we're two good teams. Um, I think I have more depth than him, except at tight end. But I think he's going to beat me this week and put us both at two and one. Yeah, that's that's what I have. I have him winning this week um, in a very close matchup. This might be the two best teams right this second. Like, just right now, including AB. Um, yeah, I think you two are the best teams at the moment. I, I hope that it's as good of a game as I think it's going to be. I think it's I, – I hope that it's close and high scoring. Yeah, one bad matchup could derail either one of you if, like, yeah. one, one bad performance. I like – I'm looking at your guys' starting lineups, and if they stay as is, like, neither – like, you guys have a couple 1 o'clock games, but it's going to be exciting all the way to the end. <laughs> like, all all games included. Yeah, I know that mine's going to change some. Uh, I don't know how much that's going to change the intrigue throughout the weekend, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Moving on to the next game, we have Ryan versus Robbie. Uh, Ryan projected 134.75, Robbie 125.87. They have Ryan winning 64% chance. I've got him winning as well. Until Tyree comes back, I'll probably never project myself to win unless – I'm playing Tom. <laughs> yeah, so looking at the matchup, I think the line is probably pretty close to accurate. Yeah. I uh, I think Ryan takes this win and starts off 3-0. and Yeah, I thought – I think the KC versus uh, Baltimore game is going to be nutty and the point total is going to be real high. That's going to be so fun to watch. I hope it's on TV. Uh or I'm going to the man cave to watch it. Um, but he has Zeke going against Miami, and Zeke might absolutely shit on them. I'm worried about that. Zeke could have 60 fantasy points this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on to Phil versus Kendra. Uh, Phil projected 121.93. Kendra, 124.14. Now it's showing... Oh, okay, they've moved. So apparently uh, Kendra changed something up. They're now projecting Kendra 58% chance to win. Yeah, I think it's because Phil doesn't – he still has Deshaun in his lineup, so that's kind of skewed. They have him down to five yeah. or almost six points projected. Um, but, he, yeah, he'll be switching that out. Yeah. I, yeah, he'll probably be putting Lindsay. I think it's, it's going to be close. It, I, my notice is it's going to be way closer than it's projected. Uh but I, I really want to see Phil get his first win here. <laughs> I think he will. I think Kendra's flex is too weak unless she plays Mostert and he goes off again. But I still think Phil should win here, even without Deshaun. I think his team is better than Owen 2 would say. I was talking shit about Phil dropping Cam. 
Um, but that's looking to be a pretty smart move at this point. I don't know how serious that foot re-aggravated foot injury is. But... Yeah. Maybe he was dressing for his own funeral uh, on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Tom versus Noel. Tom's projected 121.15, Noel 115.74. They have Tom with a 58% chance to win. But Noel still has Breeze plugged in, so it's going to swing the other way as soon as he gets another quarterback plugged in there. I'm looking at the waiver wire right now, seeing who's available. Um, looks like, oh, God damn, Jameis Winston's projected to get 20 points. It's going to be against the Giants. Um, after that, you got Jimmy G, you got Mitch, uh, Brissett. You could go risky and go Daniel Jones. Ouch, that fucking hurts. Daniel Jones is a spot above Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. That on the, me. on the radio today, they were talking about how, like, all of the, the risky quarterbacks that they would take over Andy Dalton. <laughs> Fucking shit. Okay, I, at first, as I was looking through, I thought, like, okay, I can see Tom winning. And then I looked at Noel's team, and I remembered Noel's team, and I saw that he had the empty quarterback slot. Noel's going to take this fucking easy. Yeah, my man. That's what I have. Obviously, it's Tom. So <laughs> I have uh, no matter. It doesn't matter. He could leave Breeze out uh, in the starting <laughs> spot, and I think Tom would still lose by double digits because his running backs are stupid good, like Bell, Carson, and Eckler. Yeah, they, they could be all top ten by the end of the season, and then Jones. I mean, Julio's Julio. So. Um, the only tough spot uh, are his final two flexes. Will Fuller's hit and miss. Chris Conley's kind of uh, weird. I, w- I would rather play McCole Hardman for the upside. Yeah. But then again, he might not need the uh, boom-bust play there. But, yeah, I have him winning against Tom. I just don't like Tom's team. Question. Answer. Start him, sit him for Noel. Do you do in the tight end slot? Do you do Hawkinson thinking he'll have a bounce back? Or do you do O.J. Howard this season but is has that potential? Uh, can I say 50-50? <laughs> I have no clue. No. Um, I'd probably start – god damn it. I'd probably start O.J. Howard. Oh, that hurts to say. I – if I'm Noel playing Tom this week, I start Hawkinson. I think I would too. I think Philly actually I don't know if Philly I was gonna say I think Philly will put up points, but they got issues at their receiving court now as well. But I'm still gonna stick with it. I think Hawkinson, that talent that we saw week one, I think that's I think that's what's gonna be the norm more often than not. Um but I don't know. It could go either way because, you know, you got, like I said, Jameis Winston's projected to put up all those points against the, it is the Giants. So you never know who he's going to throw to. I'm uh, in that game. I guess I'm more worried about game flow because Deshaun's out and we don't know Alshon's status yet. Uh, plus Detroit's defensive line is actually pretty dope. Um, and- yeah, I, I'm just worried the game flow is not going to help out. Hawkinson and Detroit might keep it close and just run the shit out of the ball. And it's 
I didn't even fucking recognize this, but Noel has three tight ends right now. He's got no fan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't I don't think you start him, but I just think it's funny that it, he's got fucking three tight ends right yeah. now. Good for you, Noel. <laughs> I have half a tight end. <laughs> okay. Moving on to Caleb versus Kyle. They have Caleb projected at 109.89, Kyle 122.07, with Kyle with a 70% chance to win. But Caleb still has uh, Gallup in. I've, I've since changed okay. that. Uh, I put, I took out Gallup and put in um, Muhammad Sanu just because I think he's safest right now. That might end up changing. I might do some tweaks. But with that change, uh, I have a 51% chance to win as opposed to Kyle's 49. Yeah, it's in at 121.27 for Papa and 120.38 for Kyle. Okay. So pretty much 50 50. Yeah. Close one. Who are you taking here? Go ahead, Robbie. <laughs> I have Kyle taking this one. If Alshon can play is what I have written down. I'm going to trust what I have written down <laughs> and say only if Alshon can play. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't like – I like your team better um, fully kitted out, and Mixon should be healthier. Um, Buffalo is hard to throw against, so they might be running the ball a little more than normal. Um, yeah. And then My... the Baltimore KC game is going to be a slugfest, so – Ingram should get yeah. a lot of run there. My thing is, I I honestly don't care if I lose this next few weeks. I just want to see what I envision start panning out. I want to see Gurley start getting more touches. Watching that game yesterday was fucking miserable. They were sometimes full drives that Gurley didn't even get on the field. Yeah, he's not getting goal line work either, which is worrisome. And then, so I hope that, you know, I either hope Brown dies or I hope <laughs> that they just start trusting his legs a little bit more as the season goes on. And then on top of that, I fucking hate myself for taking Baker Mayfield in both my leagues right now. He needs to get the foot out of his ass. <laughs> minus, that th- minus the touchdown throw to Odell, he would have had an awful game last night. I needed 10 points from him in order to beat Bane, and I was worried. <laughs> so, like I said, I just hope some of these guys start doing what was expected of them, at least more so than me getting wins in the next few weeks. Yeah, with Kyle, I think um, his Houston guys are going to bounce back just fine. They're not playing the Jaguars again. Uh, so... Uh, and then, but like I said earlier, you have a couple good bench options. Um, you, I don't think you can really go wrong with any of them. Um, but yes, yeah, Sanu is definitely the safest, like you said. PSA, um, I'm looking for trades. So if you guys want to send some trades my way, I'm, I'll definitely take some. <laughs> That's a good idea for it. That's to everybody, not just you. Because there's no trade block on Sleeper, people can call in and do a voicemail like so and so's on the trade block. Oh, also, I have another uh, little plug. Um, I wanted to mention it earlier, uh, Robbie, when you were talking about wanting to watch the Ravens and Chiefs game and how you're hoping it was on TV. Um, 
and you said you might go to the man cave, which is a totally legitimate option for those of you in our MILF league who haven't been there. It's fucking incredible. But actually, you've all been there, right? Did everybody go to the draft? Uh, yeah. Everybody yeah, Scott, I, but I okay, think Scott's cool. been there before. Well, yeah, I Scott, went to my but, first Sunday game day at the man cave this past weekend. Yeah, so at least if you haven't been there for game day, it's fucking awesome. But where I was going with that, um, there is a streaming site that I found. I think I mentioned it to a couple of you, but PSA to everybody who's looking for something. I always used to look for uh, streams via Reddit, uh, whether it be college football or NFL. Um, Reddit has since uh, taken down one of the popular threads for all that kind of stuff. And in response, there has been an emergence of a new website that has pretty much every game broken down. You can click on what sport you want to watch, what league you want to watch, and then it breaks it down by game and has a bunch of streams for each game. It is sportssurge.net, and it is super cool. Excellent. So hit that up if you have no other options for watching games. Moving ahead to the last game. For this week, uh, Bain versus Scott. Bain projected at 136.62. Scott, 121.98. Bain has projected 71% chance to win. This is a huge line for Scott being 2-0. and Yeah. I hate to say it, but I think Scott's streak's going to come to an end here and Bain's going to bring the smack down. Yeah, how great would it be if Scott went like, I don't know, 11-2 and this year? And just won everything. Honestly, I would love to see Scott take it and w- start three and zero. Like <laughs> Philip Rivers breaks his elbow or something, and <laughs> everything just goes to Tell shit. It. As long as it's not Saquon, because I have him in my other league. <laughs> One sec, kissing my wife. Okay, kiss her for me. Gross. That was from Justin. <laughs> Kiss. Slipper toes from me. <laughs> from me. Caleb wants me to tongue you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to football. <laughs> no, she's gross right now. She went for a long run and she tastes like poop. She tastes like cigarettes. I didn't. I didn't say French tongue, <laughs> but it was right there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> after looking at the lineups, hear me out. I can see a world where Scott's team pulls it out because Dex. Can you hear being in the background? She's totally killing my boner right now. That's not a nice thing to say about your wife. Anyway, yeah, uh, Scott's team. See, Dak's playing Miami. That's going to be a complete rape fest. I mean, he's going to have a million points. Yeah. Dalvin is top five running back. David Montgomery is now getting full volume. We're not 100% sure if Michael Thomas is the go-to for Bridgewater. He should be. Could get a lot of targets. Edelman's against the Jets. I mean, come on. Mark Andrews scoring fest in KC. Uh, and then New Orleans might run a lot with uh, Bridgewater in, so Murray could get some run. Take out Moncrief, uh, replace it with Penny. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Dave. Bree, shut up. <laughs> uh anyway. And then Hyde, if he gets another twenty, I mean fifteen, twenty carries, I can see a world where Scott wins. I I want to see that world with you. I want to step with you into that world. Yeah. I would be so excited if Scott started three and I just don't think Bain would be very happy, and that might be something we could hope for. <laughs> You're like that might be better than uh, <laughs> better than Scott winning is Bain losing. <laughs> All right, I go ahead. Wanna, I only want to see that world. I only want to see that world if Scott sends in some voice messages for us to enjoy. I I can't believe that he's two and zero and we haven't heard anything yet. If he's going to keep on being this sad sack, quiet piece of shit, he can just go die. Oh. <laughs> I love you, Scott. I didn't mean it. Are we All sure right, he's still been... alive? Because I haven't heard him on games. I've only seen him taunt once to Kyle. He might have somebody playing yeah, well, for him. Although that was a totally Scott taunt. Yeah. <laughs> true. It's true. All right, moving on to look at the MILF standings as they are currently. Um, first place, me, Justin, easy peasy, losers. Second place, Ryan. Third place, Scott. Fourth place, Noel. Fifth place, Bieber. Sixth place, Bane. Seventh place, Kendra. Eighth place, Robbie. Ninth place, Caleb. Tenth place, ten place, Jesus Christ. Tenth place, Phil. Eleventh place, Kyle. And twelfth place, Tom. As expected there. So that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for me. That's pretty much all I've got. You guys got anything else you want to hit? Uh, nope. Just, I just noticed Noel has the most points scored and the most points against. Yeah, I saw that earlier. <laughs> That's and he's in fourth place. Yeah. When those two things come together, you're very rarely in first. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that will go ahead and wrap it up for our week three podcast here. So uh, uh, again, I am Justin here with Robbie and Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Remember... Peace and Remember to leave a voice message uh, with shit talk for us to make fun of. Later. <laughs>